Jesus the healer. Good morning, Christian America. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Jesus the healer. If you paid attention to the Wednesday podcast, uh, you'll know that we've traveled up through the chapters of Matthew. We're on chapter 9, and Jesus has started to heal a few people. He's healed the servant of the centurion. He's healed the leper. He's healed a few people because of their faith. And each time when he says, don't tell anybody, they can't help it. Jesus has healed them, and they're so inspired, they're, they're so filled with, with spirit that they go out and they, and they tell what has been done. And so what has this caused? This has caused a large following and a lot of people that need a lot of help that are coming to Jesus. And let's talk about what he does. Let's talk about the situation that he finds himself and, and what is uh, his solution. Let's talk about that more on the podcast today. Good morning, Christian America. So good morning, Christian America. Welcome to another Wednesday. So if you follow the Wednesday podcast, you know that the purpose of the Wednesday Good Morning Christian America podcast is to take a snippet, a small story of the New Testament and read it and discuss it. Lessons learned from it. And then what can we do today? What does that mean for us today in 2019? So that's the premise behind the Wednesday podcast. Okay, so if you follow the Wednesday podcast, you followed us down since the beginning of Christ's uh, ministry. You threw the Sermon on the Mount, down the mountain. Then he starts to heal. And he, he, he starts to heal people uh, like the centurion's servant. And he heals the leper, and he heals the paralytic, and he heals a few people. And he, and he always says, your faith it's your faith. And so he's given plenty of teachings over the last few weeks that we've covered. Uh, but we, we're going to, this podcast today, it's going to be a little bit longer than usual because they kind of all hit sequentially. We usually take a, a small story, but these few small stories are all in the same mode of thought. And we want to cover them so we can discuss them in, in, in holistically. And so last week we just talked about Jesus's lessons on fasting and why he doesn't and his people don't fast and he talks and he his answer is that because the the bridegroom is here there's no reason to mourn because you're not separated i'm here now we should be celebrating not mourning okay and and so now there he 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 calls the paralytics sins forgiven and the local Pharisees take note of that and they challenge him on that, you know, essentially call, uh, 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 charging him with blaspheming because he's saying he's forgiving, he's forgiven their sins. Okay, so it's, it's in that uh, light that we come to you today. And, and so for those of you uh, that, are, that are tuning in uh, for the first time, we're on Matthew chapter 9, verse 18. And I'm going to read you through some of these and we'll talk periodically. It says, while he was saying this, a synagogue leader came and knelt before him and said, my, my daughter has just died, but come and put your hands on her and she will live. Jesus got up and he went with him and so did his disciples. 
Just then, the woman who had been the subject of bleeding for 12 years came up behind him. So there's a woman sneaking up. She's been bleeding for 12 years and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, not even out loud, but to herself, if I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned to her and saw her and said, take heart, daughter. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. Jesus entered the synagogue leader's house and saw a noisy crowd and people playing pipes. And he said, go away. The girl is not dead, but asleep. And they laughed at him. The crowd had been put outside and he went in. He took the girl by the hand and she got up. He rose her. She was dead and now she lives. Just real fast on, on that small snippet there. So the synagogue's leader, his faith that Christ, I, I've, I've heard about you. I've heard about your miracles that you're doing. I heard about your healings. If you could only do this, I know, I know my daughter can be saved. My daughter will live. He doesn't say, I hope. He doesn't, he doesn't say, I, I think. He, didn't, he doesn't say, if, if everything turns out right, this, this could happen. He says, I know my, my daughter will be saved. He knows that Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. He knows that, that he is the way that we are saved. And it's through that faith that Jesus comes to his daughter. The woman who's been bleeding for 12 years in her mind doesn't even speak it into existence but just thinks it and touches his cloak. He sees, he, he senses that, he understands it, he hears that in, in her thoughts. Your faith has saved you, has healed you. And she's healed at that moment. Those are strong lessons learned in that short story. That the true faith, that through faith, Jesus intercedes on your behalf. Through faith. He takes, direction, he takes direct action. And that direct action is for the betterment of you. To help you live. And to be healthy mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, psychologically. Healthy. That's what Christ does. That's what the full faith of Christ does for your body. Jesus goes on. And verse 27 says, As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David, recognizing that he's son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came into him, and he asked them, Do you believe that I could do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. Boom. Jesus warned them sternly, See that no one knows about this. 
but they went out and they spread the news about him all over that region. While they were going out, a man who was demon-possessed and could not talk was brought to Jesus. And when the demon was driven out, the man who had been mute spoke. The crowd was amazed and said, nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, it is by the prince of demons that he drives out demons. So here you have good actions, good acts that Jesus promotes, that he injects into life, that he intercedes on behalf of. He only intercedes through what? Through strong faith, conviction, that he can do the things that we hope that he can do. Conviction has him intercede and perform these miracles. And even being able to see that, even being able to watch that personally, when the haters come out, they reveal themselves. And the Pharisees say, well, he's only doing this because he's a demon himself. He's the prince of demons. And so he drives out demons. In your life, whatever struggle that you're going through, Christ can heal. Christ can help. You got to have faith, 100% faith, certainty that he will pull you out of the problems out of the sickness, out of uh, the, the depth of your own little personal hell that you're in, he has the power to lift you up and that he will. If you believe that he will, if you have faith that he will, if you have conviction that he will. And when he does, and you go out there and you spread the good news, you spread the good word, people are going to try to hate on you because of it. And they're going to try to make excuses as to what really happened. Oh, it wasn't Jesus that did it. It was somebody else. It's something else. Let's not forget that when these things take place because they will take place and the haters will hate. They will come out and they will make uh, light of your struggle. They will not uh, believe you and they will try to sow seeds of doubt of people around you to make you even doubt yourself as to what really took place. Oh, it wasn't Christ. It wasn't a miracle. It was science. It wasn't Jesus. It was the doctor. There's always a reason. There's always an excuse as to why they, they want to detract away from the power of Christ. Don't fall into that. Don't doubt his power. Don't doubt his conviction. Don't doubt his love. Don't doubt his ability. Scripture says if you don't doubt, if you believe, you're blessed. And you will be blessed. And then with that blessing, you can then go spread his word. And not be and, and when you do that, don't be detracted by these false prophets, that by these haters, by these hypocrites. 
verse 35 continues on. He says, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. Did he heal almost all of them? Did he heal most of them? Did he heal only the small ones? Did he like heal the headaches and the colds? Or did, you know, no, no, it says, he healed every disease and sickness. That means there's nothing that he can't fix. There is nothing that he can't make straight. There is nothing that he can't make right. There is nothing. There isn't, there isn't a disease too powerful. There isn't a virus too strong. There isn't a problem too big that he cannot overcome and he cannot set right in your life every disease and sickness that's mental physical emotional psychological spiritual you name it you name it he can fix it that's what not what i say that's what scripture says every disease and sickness it says when he saw the crowds he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd isn't that us? Isn't that us without Christ leading the way, without an example, without scripture, without the text to tell us how to live, to tell us what is right, to, 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 lead, to help us lead a more perfect life, a more Christ-filled life without a, more, uh, a, a, without a good example to follow? Imagine where we would be. Look at the world right now and look at the people who don't know Christ. Look at the people who don't know uh, the, the, the text. Look at the people who don't listen to scripture. Look at the people who don't read it, who don't study it, who don't memorize it, who don't meditate on it. Look at those people that don't know Christ exists. Look how lost they are. Look how lost they are in society. Look how lost they are in, in, their, in their own communities. They don't know what a man and woman are. They don't know what a family should consist of. They don't know how a community should interact. They don't know uh, the basic things. They're lost. They're sheep without a shepherd. And without Christ as our shepherd, we would all be lost. We would all be lost. It goes on to say, He said to His disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus is sitting there going, look how many people there are and look how many are lost. The harvest is plentiful. That means if I'm here, if I'm here to heal people, if I'm here to set things right, if I'm here to guide us all, guide these sheep, these lost sheep in the in the right direction, I mean, it, it's just me walking the earth right now. And I'm only here for a short period of time. I'm going to need others to lead the way. I need, I need laborers. I need workers. I need people that are going to get out there. You know, if, if he is the harvest master, he needs the workers in the field to do the work. That, ladies and gentlemen, is you. It's you. It's me. It's those who know. 
It's those who have faith. It's those who have lived it. That have seen it. That have experienced it in our own lives. The good works. The good deeds. The divine intervention. It's when Christ has pulled us out of these depths of despair that we face. And we know that it's him. We know that he can do whatever it is that we need in our lives. Maybe not what we want. But he's going to provide whatever we need in our lives. To get us to the place where he wants us. To, to be the people that he wants us. Why? So then we turn around and now that we know the job, we can kind of do the job. We can lead others. We can be our own little shepherds of our own little flock that we can guide towards you know, the harvest master, that we can guide towards the, the big shepherd, that we can send people to him, that we can introduce his works and his words and his love and his compassion and his ideals on humanity, on what we are here for, and, and, and let, let them... Let them know that Christ exists and that Christ can then heal them too. He's a healer. He's all-powerful, all-knowing, all-doing, all-hearing, all all-seeing. He exists outside of space and time. He's the creator of all things. His power is infinite. Our faith in that provides us access to that. I'll, I'll say that again. Our faith in that, our faith in his power, in his might, gives us access to it. It gives us access to his healing ability. It means we, we don't, we don't, take on his healing ability but we get to we get to 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 drink from it we get to bathe in where it flows from if you have anxiety over things if you have uh, fear over thing of things if you have any problems in your life that you are facing right now, if your relationship problems, employment problems, spiritual problems, uh, mental problems, physical problems. Christ can heal every disease and sickness. Matthew 9.35 Every disease and sickness. How can he heal us? I just read it to you. Faith. True, unconditional faith in his abilities, in his strength, in his wisdom, and his knowledge. All of those things. Sending down the Holy Spirit. You don't think the apostles were scared? You don't think people throughout history have been scared? You don't think Martin Luther was scared? You don't think any of the church leaders and trendsetters were scared. Scared of being locked up. Scared of being criticized. Scared of being ostracized. 
scared of being crucified, scared of being beheaded. But their names ring out through history and we know them. Why do we know them? Because they had 100% faith that Christ would lead them in the right direction, heal them from all their sicknesses and illnesses. And eventually they'd be spending eternity with our Lord and Savior. It's faith, ladies and gentlemen, that gets us healed in Christ. It's true unconditional faith in his abilities to, to, to make us right, to make us whole. They give us access to that. That provide that upon us. That, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you took something out of today's podcast. Hopefully that you that, that what you did take, you spread. You spread to your neighbors and brothers and sisters. You share on our social media sites. Or however you want to contribute to the Christian American community, you can do that. As always, if you uh, another way to do that, though, is go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. And if you go to ChristianAmericanTees.com, you can pick yourself up a Christian American tea, tank, sweatshirt, hoodie, and uh, associated various items uh, also on the on the website, like my high-speed uh, Christian American coffee cup right here. Too bad for those of you listening on the audio-only podcast. But <clears throat> anyway, go to ChristianAmericanTees.com, pick yourself up something. Something that you can sport outside. You can let the world know that you put Christ in America and as priorities in your life. Because that's what we are. We are Christians first and foremost, above everything. We're Christian Americans above everything. That's where the, that, the you know, we're not interested in anything else. Okay, we're interested in the, in the love of our, of our brothers and sisters in Christ and the love of our country. That's what we're interested in. And um, also, you can tri- you can contribute to the Christian American community by going to any number of our social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, IGTV, um, YouTube. Go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, click on the button. If you're on YouTube watching this right now, click on the button that says "Subscribe to Good Morning Christian America." It helps us out. If you are listening to the audio-only podcast. Or, or if you want to listen to the audio-only podcast because you don't have time to sit down and watch the video, uh, go to any one of our, you know, just Google Good Morning Christian America podcast. It'll take you to one of nine or ten different locations in which you can subscribe and whatever app that you have, whether it be Spotify, Google, Apple, or Anchor, or whatever. Um, you can do that. You, it'll, you, you'll be able to go to and subscribe to the, uh, to the audio-only podcast that way you can stay up to date on the good Christian American content. Hopefully you can be inspired, educated, and provided some good information uh, that you can spread with your brothers and sisters in your community, with your employers, with your colleagues, with your employees, or whoever it is that you run into throughout the day. You can be a little bit more inspired. You can be a little bit more informed. You can be a little bit more educated in the things that matter and the things that matter and the things that affect Christian Americans across this country. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until Friday where we get together and focus on the family, I want you guys to stay on fire for Christ. I want you to go out there and do good works. Spread uh, spread the good news. Spread our Christian American content at a bare minimum. Love your neighbor. Love, your, love one another as you love yourself. And love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and spirit. 
And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until we see each other on Friday, you guys stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.